You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. We've been talking about the church. Someone say the church. Amen. Or the ecclesia. Now for a subheading, write this down. Doing my share. Will you say that? Doing my share. Now on last week, uh, and I, I'm going to recapitulate just a little bit, go over some information that we shared last week or review, and we'll catch back up to speed, and I'll give you new information. But we left off last week on point number one. Point number one, we said, uh, first of all, we said that, that word church, the word church, so I want to say church. Of course, it is the Greek Greek word what? Ekklesia. And it means what? To be called out from the world to the church. It, it makes reference to the assembly. Talking about the body of believers everywhere who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. It makes mention of the congregation as well as the church as the individual person. So we've seen that, that the church comprises of three aspects. The assembly, talking about believers everywhere. It comprises of the local church where we come, meet, encourage, support, uplift one another, and go out into the world. Then number three, it comprises of the individual as the church. And we, I, I've given you scripture for these. Uh, if you've missed these teachings, you can get it on podcast as well as avail yourself to our audio table at the end of, end of the service. But uh, then we said three primary ways uh, we serve the local church with our time, with our talents, and what with our financial contributions. So if the church is to expand, if the kingdom of God is to expand, it's going to come as a result at, uh, of the, uh, the committed believer, excuse me, supporting the local church with their time, their talents, and their financial contributions. So we're still, I want to get through uh, number one, which is honoring the Lord with my time, and I want to go on to uh, showing you how we honor him with our talents as well as our financial contributions. So let's try to conclude honoring the Lord with our time. But we, we went here on last week, and we talked about commitment. Um, how many knows that when you serve Jesus or when you accept Jesus, uh, as your personal Lord and Savior, you are literally forfeiting the life that you used to live. Notice the ecclesia, we've been, we've been called out from the world to God, right? Called out ones, right? Called out ones, say called out. I've been called out from the world to God. Now, there's some more to that, and you need to add this to it. We've been called out from the world to God, only to go back into the world to influence the world for God. That's why he said, make, go into all the world and make, this, uh, let, let me show you, Mark 16, 15. So we are to go into all the world and make disciples. And we'll come back here. Just let's, let's, let's flow with Holy Spirit. He said to them, go throughout what? The whole world and preach the gospel to who? All people. So once we are born again, we are now disciples, disciplined ones, ones called learners, students. And we take the information that we learn relative to the kingdom and who we are, and we take it back to the world 
and show them that this is how you can live the good life, the God kind of life. Amen. So you've been called out from the world to God only to go back into the world to infect the world for the kingdom of God. Boy, that's good. Ah. So now let's go back to Matthew 10. And I want to show you something here because, again, notice I preface by saying once you become a believer, you forfeit your old life. That old life, that's why the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 5, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, any man being Christ, he is a new creature, new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The old man is dead. That's why the scripture said that old man was buried with Christ. And you've been raised to a new life. And now we should walk in newness or that new, that old man is done away with or should be. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the world. Come on, let's read this out loud. No, I did not come to bring peace but a sword. Keep reading. I came to set sons against their fathers, daughters against their mothers, daughters-in-law against their mothers-in-law. Your worst enemies would be members of your own family. This is just not local. This is even church family. Keep going. Those who love their father or mother more than me are not fit to be my disciple. Those who love their son or daughter more than me are not fit to be my disciples. Those who do not take up their cross and follow me in my steps are not fit to be my disciples. Those who try to gain their own life will lose it, but those who lose their life for my sake will gain it. Again, let me annotate this because I don't want anybody to leave mistaken that God is saying something uh, other than what he's really trying to convey. Now, let's go back to verse uh, 34. Jesus is shalom. He is peace. But what he's saying here is that when you come into relationship with him and commit to serve him, your dedication, your allegiance to him can cause a strain on relationships because of your dedication to him. That's why sometimes those of us who are serious about this, you hear persecution. You're always at church. I'm always at work. You always put money in the church. When I was on drugs, I put money on drugs. When I had a fix, I put money over here. When I had my little this, I put money over here. So, so you will hear them say things. That's a good sign that you are dedicated. If, you've never, if your family has never persecuted, persecuted you as a result of your righteous stand, perhaps. I'm just saying just perhaps you need to be a little bit more committed. You mean to tell me they've never said anything about? Ah, uh, just something to think about. So he, he, he's not encouraging disobedience. He's not encouraging uh, don't uh, honor your mother and father. But he was saying that dedication to me would cause conflict to arise in your family. Oh, boy, this is good. We're talking about being dedicated to Christ, right? Again, he's not saying don't neglect your family. But remember, your commitment to him is even more important than they are. Ah, what's he saying? I should be first. He's not saying deny family, brother Moore, but he's saying there, there comes a time when family have to wait because I'm first talking about him, God. So tell mama them, I'll see you shortly. Tell father them, sister, brother them, mother-in-law, everybody that causes conflict. Hey, you, you know what? I'm coming, but... After the, f yeah, yeah. now, because watch this, then some people get indignant because they want you to accept excuses that you dare not even give those in the natural, in, in, in the secular world. Yeah. 
Call your boss tomorrow and say, I'm not coming in because of such and such and see what happened. So just like you are dedicated to those things, the Lord has said, man, listen, everything, if it wasn't for my hand on your life, could you even do what you do? What you, you couldn't even fellowship with whoever them if my hand was not on, if it wasn't for my grace. Uh, let me show you something. Luke 9, 62, Amplified Version. This same joke was, you know, uh, this is right after the pastor where, where you know, the particular individual said, Lord, let me go bury my son's father. I think it was his father or family, whoever. But the point was, uh, and it didn't suggest if they were dead or about to die, but uh, uh, it, it suggests that perhaps this is used as an excuse. Bury your family. But, but the point of this is there comes a time when, when, when because of my call to Christ, I got to move. And there are going to be sacrifices. Let them die first. You're trying to put the man in the Sometimes people use things as excuses. He just went to get a checkup for a common cold, but you don't put the man in the grave. And miss service and the man still living. But Jesus said to him, no one puts his hand to the plow and looks back to the thing left behind. It is fit for the kingdom of God. In other words, once you, once you commit to this man, be serious about it. Don't waver in your commitment. Either I'm first. Uh, what does Jesus want from us? Write this down. Total dedication, not half-hearted committed. commitment. Excuse me. What does he want from us? Total dedication, not half-hearted commitment. What does Jesus want? Total dedication, not half See, this is talking about devoting my time to the things of the kingdom. If there's a place that I will not lay out of, it's fellowship with my sisters and brothers in Christ. Boy, y'all. Mm. And, and watch this. The person who's not fully committed this, uh, this message, and it's not uh, uh, being preached to offend, but it would offend those who, who, who are lackadaisical because they take it personal. When, when it, and it's nothing more than the Holy Spirit trying to convict you and show you, listen, you need to up your game. You, mean, you need to be a little bit more committed. See, we can't pick and choose among Jesus' ideas and follow him selectively. You have to, it, it, notice he said, take up your cross. We have to accept the cross along with the crown. You have to die daily. See, we, what do you mean, Pastor? See, we want all the blessings. We want the increase, but we don't want the dedication. We want everything but the commitment. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. You have to be willing to count up the cost, guys, and abandon any and everything that will that would stand in your way from you being totally committed to Christ. Whatever it is, if 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 it keeps me from being committed, guess what? It needs. I need to do away with it. That's what he's saying. Okay, so we dealt with that. Then we went to First John two. We're talking about honoring God with our what? Honoring God with our. We've seen thus far that Christ is looking for what? Total commitment, not haphazardness. You've been called out from the world to God, to how many people have you shared the gospel with this week? And if I'm too busy to share Jesus, you are entirely too busy. And it amazes me we can be in the presence of other people and won't even say anything about the God that we serve. And you hear people complaining, you hear their story, you hear their pain, and won't even offer a prayer. Oh, man, listen, you are here for a reason. You exist for a reason, and you were created by God for God. 
you're not here just to occupy space. You, are, you were created for a purpose. You were created for a purpose. First John. Now, I gave you some of this last week. He talks about not loving the world. Let's go to verse 15, uh, New Living Translation. Do not love this world. Everyone read it. Come on. Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father. Notice, I left that stuff behind. What do you mean? The world's customs, the world's beliefs, their ideologies, the way they do things. It's different from how we conduct ourselves as citizens of the kingdom. Because hmm. re- remember, I've been called out to go into. Like I stated last week, you know, you can be a Christian and be in the presence of those who are not saved, but I'm here to be infectious. Wow. When you understand your assignment, you don't get lost in translation. You understand, Apostle Paul, when he said, I became all things to all men that I may win the more. I didn't do what they done or do what they do, but I can identify with the culture whereby I can win the more. How do you say that, Pastor? Because we're called to be fishermen. And when you understand uh, fishing, uh, there are different types of bait or methodologies to catch various types of fish. So what works for this particular fish may not be suitable for this type of fish. So I have to be mindful, just like Pastor and I, we're mindful of our congregation, whereby we can identify with everyone. I'm mindful in various arenas so I can identify. So we have to stay relevant. Hmm. Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have what? The love of the Father. For the world, come on, let's keep reading verse 16. For the world offers only a craving of, for physical pleasure. Everyone read it. A craving for everything we see. And pride in our achievements and possessions. These things are not from the Father, but are from this. I mean, that's good. And we applaud your achievements. But stay humble. That's just a nugget. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Mm. You know one of the things he's saying here? One who continues his love for the world while he claims to know know and love the Father is a phony. Well, how can you say that? You should know a tree by the fruit it bears. Are y'all here? I said this last week. Uh, Worldliness is internal because it, it begins in the heart begins in the heart. It's not just external behavior. It's internal. See, what we display outwardly is just an indicator of what's going on inwardly. And I said this last week, it bears repeating. Your service is nothing more than an indicator of where you are with God. Your commitment or the lack thereof is a barometer of where you are with Jesus. Let that just marinate for a minute. Say this, my commitment displays where I am with God. My lack of commitment is a picture of where I am with God. And where we miss up, you're not, we, we, we're talking about being committed to a man. Your commitment is not to me. Your commitment is to Jesus. Watch this. And if you're committed to him, when it, anything he instructs his shepherd to do, you'll fall right into line. Ah. Uh, if you, if you honor him, I don't have to worry about you honoring me. And the reason why so many people dishonor and disrespect the, the shepherds is because there is no respect for God. 
So don't tell me you honor God and dishonor me. That's just an example. Can I say these same three things, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, is what knocked Adam and Eve off. Satan presented the same thing to Jesus after he was tempted in the wilderness, after he fasted uh, in the wilderness. And of course, Satan came along to tempt him. This is, I think, Matthew 4. Uh, and today, Satan is tempting people. Same three things. Lust of the eyes. Lust of the flesh. The pride of life. What do you mean lust of the flesh? Preoccupation with things that gratify physical desires. It could, it could be a hobby. Have hobbies, but don't, so be into, don't, don't be so into hobbies that you're not into God. That it takes you away from being into, G, into God, if you understand what I'm saying. Do you ball out relative to his kingdom like you do on yourself? He's not saying don't bless yourself, but can he get the same thing that you invest into self? Mm-hmm. The lust of the eyes. What do you mean? Craving and accumulating things. Bowing to the God of materialism. God is not opposed to things. No, he is not. He's against things having you. He's not opposed to things. He'll give you things. Things will be added when you're under him. Matter of fact, he said, I am the God that teaches you to profit. Can, can I just say something here on, on this next one? The boastful pride of life, that person being braggadocious, everything about self, want to be grandiose, that overindulgence in self. Can I say something? It's a known fact. And this shouldn't be, this is only to people who don't have a revelation of giving and honoring God. It's a known fact. And I see why it happens because we've blessed people and did things. And I've seen it over the years. I've been passionate of people who, when they didn't really work or just really wasn't making much, would honor God. Then get a full-time job and not honor or get increased. And it's a known fact that, that the more, when, when, when people uh, get raises, their giving goes down. In other words, the more they make us the givings, the less they give. Now, that should not be so for the believer. Do you remember in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 8 when the Lord began to remind them of where he brought them from? I, you, you walked in the wilderness for so many years and your shoes didn't wear out. And I fed you and I clothed you. And he said, listen, now, when you start coming up and when you start buying houses and, and when you start, start, start getting multiple bank accounts and your business grows, remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gave you the power to get the wealth. So don't forget who made it all possible. And you get a raise and then you give less to whoever this is for. I know there's no one here. So in other words, so for the believer, the more he blesses you, the more you ought to honor him. Man, I got to go to worship today. And I know it ain't about coming to make me righteous. But because I understand I'm part of the body, my part is essential. They need me. Say, remember. The Lord thy God. For it is he the one to give you. And see, the, 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 the testings in the wilderness was to see, are you going to still honor me? Now, you're acting all right now because I'm still supplying. And remember this. If he took care of you when you didn't have, how much more will he do when you get more? The audacity to think that God is unable to provide. And here, you know it wasn't nothing but him who, who gave you manna and did what he did. Now, how, man, I, I should be running to the house of the Lord. Lord, this is you. 
nobody but you. I give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. Couldn't do this on my own. And people forget. See, that's that pride of life. I did this. I know I put them 50 hours in a week. But whose air was you breathing? The earth is the Lord's. <laughs> and the fullness thereof. And all those who dwell there, you're breathing his air. And how dare we act like we owe him nothing, man. Come on. And some have the attitude, Brother Frederick, like we're doing God a favor. Come on, don't, don't be that kind of person. Be that kind of person. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.